We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, here we are. This is the Rotowire Fantasy DFS show for DraftKings. I'm Adam Zedroyk, joined by Jordan Cooper, Ryan Belangi. We're back for another season. We're talking Saturday's four-game slate. We talked with Ryan last week. Jordan, how have you been the last couple months? Are you ready for the new season? I saw you went on a trip uh, over the weekend. You're enjoying some, some other sports, but are you ready for soccer now? Well, this show now has all the medals of King of the Pitch, right? We have a gold medal winner, and then we have a silver and bronze medal winner. So even though I'd prefer yeah. the one gold, I'll take the, I'll take the, the silver and, and bronze here and there. It, it, I, I listened to the, to the show. Of course, you could have talked for an hour on your King of the Pitch lineups. I only had one lineup. So, like, I, if you saw my, my lineup was kind of nutsy. Yeah, right. I because pl- and I and I mentioned on the show before when we did when we did it is that I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to find people that could score two goals that are gonna be at single digit owned and play as many of them as possible. And you got close, right? You had Havertz and Inketia, and they scored first, both of them, and mm-hmm. yeah. And then and then instead of playing Phillips, I play Saul mm-hmm. on Chelsea to pair up with. Like basically, I'm trying to pair people up. So I went with Chelsea and Arsenal. Of course, my Arsenal players were in Ketty and Saka, and you played Martinelli and Odegaard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would have been better the other way. And then I still played Cedric because I was playing Arsenal. And of course, he was he, but I still played, I played Robertson over Trent, and Robertson scored a goal and actually beat out Trent's score. Uh, so I was looking good like 20 minutes into the slate. And then, uh, and then Tottenham showed up. You were looking good. Like 20 minutes into the slate, I saw you up there and I looked at your lineup and I was like, man, Jordan's got some guys that if they get a brace or a hat trick, he's got a, he's got a chance. My, my, my only, this is how, how sick my lineup was. The only player in my lineup. And remember there's like a 200 man contest. uh, The only player that was over 20% owned was Cedric in my lineup. And like five out of the eight players in my lineup were single digit owned. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I, I ended up coming in like, I think like 37th or something at the end. Cause then everyone else, then everything happens. Then, yeah. then Tottenham happen and, and everything comes through. And then Chelsea decide to just go, oh, we're, we're good with one, nothing. Right. I wouldn't have changed that. But the thing is people, people ask me afterwards, I wouldn't have changed the I wouldn't have changed the damn thing. No, I like it, that strategy when you only have one lineup, especially. Right. With, with seven lineups, like you had, I, I heard, like, I know you're st- we're, we're on different ends of the spectrum. You go for a little bit more high variance. You more go for, like, I'm going to just have core plays and then rotate. And I'm much more likely to go by, like, teams. So, yeah. like, if I, like, for instance, this coming slate coming up, for just in GPP, just, it's the, fir- it's, the, it's the first episode after a while back. When it comes to GPPs, obviously, I, I play primarily cash. And he played primarily GPP, but of course I play GPPs also. But my GPP lineups more go by angles. Right. I, I try to find leverage. So if everyone's playing Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'm playing Andrew Robertson. If ever if everyone's playing 9K, whatever forward, I'm playing. Uh, if everyone's playing Kane, I'm playing Kulishevsky. 
if I like doing that type of stuff and then pairing them with like two other people from their team. So I want Tottenham to win three, nothing, but it's, but Kane doesn't score any of the goals, right? It's Doherty, Kulichevsky and son. And no one has that combination because they're either playing son and Kane together or they're doing something else. like they're doing something else. So like finding those types of combinations rather than, uh, yeah, let, let, I'll play 12 lineups and have Lucas Dina in all 12. Of them. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like right. I, I'm, I'm more likely to say, well, if, let's say Aston v, Villa score. Maybe I'm playing Matt Cash plus Ollie Watkins while everyone else has Dina and Coutinho. Like yeah. that type of thing. I, I think, yeah, both strategies are, I mean, both, both strategies are good. Both strategies can work, you know, um, it, it's, it's, it's tougher for me with soccer. Like it, it, I've been so good at like predicting who the best scorers are that it's hard not for me to play that style. But if, if you're not predicting who, who has the highest floor and, and who's scoring goals more often than not, yeah, you could lose a lot of money, a lot of money playing a high variance style with like a set a core set of plays i mean you get you get an injury in the 12th minute and you like oh yeah and, and that happens whereas like you're making lineups that can like like you said angles and and they're good you know from game a game theory perspective and they win tournaments you know you might win less often but but it's probably easier to win first place with that with that style right because if i have five lineups i have like okay this one is for this angle and this one is for that angle and right. if one of them happens, I've one of them comes in first and the other comes in last. Right. Like you have lineups where they're a little bit more bunched together because it's like you're playing a, a lot of the like three or four guys in most of your lineups and then rotating everything around there. Me, I'll have some lineups with like out of your core. Like the thing is, your core is in my cash lineup. So right. it's, like, it's, it's right. not like I'm rooting it's, against it because right. most of my money, 90% of my money is in that one lineup anyway. Right. It's like, hey, if the chalk comes in, and all, the, and 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 if if Ryan wins a GPP with a you know a differential, a two player differential, I probably swept all my cash games, but probably didn't did that bombed in GPP. But if my cash game lineup does does bad, you you probably did bad, but I have a shot at a GPP because my GPP lineups don't look like my cash. Right. I, I mentioned last week that there, there's plenty of slates where, you know, I'll completely blank and lose 90 percent, 100 percent, you know, ROI. And then other slates where I'll, you know, smack four or five lineups in the top 10 and have a couple of chances to win. So works both ways. All right, guys, we're talking Saturday slate here uh, as we you know, you guys discuss your, your overall strategies here. You mentioned Kane, you mentioned Sun. So we'll just jump into general cash talk here. We have Tottenham here, 2.14 implied goal total. Jordan, for cash games, how, what do you think the play is going to be? Uh, do you think the majority of people are going to have – they're going to have at least one of those guys in there. Do you think they're going to play both of those forwards, Kane and Sun, together? I think both of them together in cash games is the wrong move. I I, I – this may be crazy. I don't think Sun is even necessary. I he's the safest player. Like at eleven point nine k, it's heavy. But he's the monopoly set piece taker on the the, the biggest favorite on the slate, uh, and he also scores tons of goals and gets assists. Also, it's not like it's like oh he's like a midfielder that you know takes all their set pieces. Like no, like he's also the top scorer on the team. Uh, it's just the price is prohibitive. Like. If Sun only scores 16 points, like, you don't need him. But you'd love the 16 points. I mean, for cash games, I'd still love the 16 points in a forward spot. Uh, so I lean more towards the side of playing Sun in cash. But there are constructions, if you go right down the middle, where Sun may not even may not even be necessary. So, like, I think he's going to be popular. He's definitely going to be popular in all formats. But... I can't see how you're paying 11 K plus for two forwards in that there's just not enough. There's not enough mi the midfield value on the slate. We have multiple defenders that I want to pay up for. So like what, what, what type of lineup am I making by playing a goal dependent Kane? You know, I've, I've made my living on fading Kane. So like, I have no, I have no problem. Like I don't see any reason in cash that you play Kane over son. So to me, it's just a question of do you play Sun or not? Yeah, Ryan. So 
for, for tournaments, you mentioned in your article, check that out, check that out, rotowire.com. You mentioned, I guess Jordan also mentioned it, probably the GPP move, Kulishevsky, because everyone's going to Kane and Son. Uh, I guess, I mean, it's hard to project, you know, percentages and everything. Kulishevsky's a, a midfielder here. But what do we think, uh, like Kulishevsky, 15% in, in tournaments? Is that too low or? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm not good at projecting these ownerships, but I mean, that's, I don't know, that sounds okay. I mean, he'll be considerably less than, than Son and Kane. I mean, just to, to continue what Jordan was saying, like these prices on Son and Kane and even Kulisevsky, I believe are more than they ever were last season. Um, and like, yeah, I, I Son at, at 11.9 is, yeah, he's safe and you'd like to have him. And I think you probably do just have to have him. But like, I agree with you in general, Jordan. It's just, I don't feel great about really anyone else. So it's like, yeah, there's guys you could go to, but but there's some uncertainty sort of everywhere. Like no one, no one else besides Tottenham feels like that comfortable. Yeah, there's some decent options that we'll get into. I think you could do it, but yeah, I'm just not sure there's like quite enough. So I'd probably just play Sun in cash games. For tournaments, Spurs, you know, when they're the biggest favorite on this slate against Southampton, I think it's a really good spot. I think Southampton are in trouble in this spot. You can see Spurs score a lot of goals. Um, so it's a slate where my first thought is to try to play Kane and Sun. Last year, Tottenham were on like most of the Sunday slates. It just happened like that. And I tried to play Kane and Son more often than not, and it worked more often than not. I would even be prepared to make some sacrifices and even like try to force them in if it's not necessary, or if it try to force them in, even if you have to like make some punts or, or, you know, do some things that are a bit uncomfortable. But at these prices, I just don't see how you can play them together. Like they, they really have to go off. And, you know, you'd need, you'd need some expensive defenders to, to, you know, not have great games. And yeah, it's just, it's a tall order with those prices. So I think for tournaments, it's just one. And then um, Kulisovsky, yeah, I think that's a good tournament play. Definitely. Um, you know, the expensive price tag, just he's still a lot cheaper than Son and Kane. And he's still, you know, probably has the next best goal and assist ceiling upside of, of anyone else. I mean, maybe, I guess you could say Callum Wilson, but um, I believe Richarlison's out as well. So Kulisevsky, you know, is just a little bit safer, maybe 10, 15 extra minutes that Richarlison would have seen. So, yeah, that's kind of what I think about Spurs for tournaments. Yeah, so looking at forwards here, we're going down. We got Son and Kane. And is the move, if you go with one, I mean, I guess even if you fade both those, what if you went with one of them? What if you went with Kane or Son? Would you spend up on another forward? So now we have Cal Wilson at 7,800. It seemed like, I don't know, towards the end of last season, he was always, I don't know, 5K, sub 5K, that kind of thing. Now he's up here at 7,800. Newcastle in the good spot against Nottingham Forest. Recently promoted club. We got guys like Pedro Nato, 7,400. Seems like he's healthy again. Uh, pretty relevant. But then you got you got other guys, Ali Watkins and, and Jaden Anthony, that kind of thing. But uh, Leon Bailey, 4,900 right there. Uh, so what, what's the move? If you go with son, do you just go straight down to Leon Bailey to save money? Or do you put in like some guy that's going to like more likely to score like a Cal Molson? I'm more likely to just play Leon Bailey. You just have, you just always have to realize with Bailey, assuming he starts is that he ain't going to play 90. And we haven't, we haven't touched on this from an overall perspective. Uh, the Premier League has five subs now. Right, it's not three subs anymore. So, like, the substitution risk on the guys that especially are a substitution risk are even more likely. It's If Aston Villa has five subs, Leon Bailey's coming off the field if he starts at some point, mm -hmm. right? Most likely we've seen him at 60, 65 minutes. But at 4,900, he could still pay off for 65 minutes worth of play at, at that low of a price. Am I thrilled about playing him? No. But I, I, to me, my priority on this slate uh, is, is similar probably to Ryan's. Of I'm pretty much going to play two, if not three, high-priced defenders on this slate for cash games and two definitely for uh, GPPs. So prioritizing that means that 
I can't necessarily pay 7,400 for Pedro Neto or 6,800 for Coutinho. And Coutinho ain't going to pl- probably play 90 either, right? He may go long. He may go 78 or something. Uh, I don't think St. Maximin or, or Wilson are, are cash viable types of plays at all. Jaden Anthony, okay. I'd rather him be cheaper. I'd ra- I'd rather play Bailey in a favored spot than Anthony in a in a not Anthony splitting possibly splitting set pieces. Uh for GPPs, however, we'll talk about it. G I think the GPP build is the Dinky Do. Or a mo- or a modified Dinky Do. We have forwards on this slate that can score goals that are cheap. And we have midfielders that are high priced that may not be as high owned as they should be because people are going to be playing Sun and Kane together. So imagine a lineup where you're playing Kulishevsky, Bruno Gamares, and Jack Harrison or something like that in your two midfield and utility spot. And now you have to go down and forward. So who says I can't play Patrick Bamford and Rodrigo as a combination, something like that, or, or, or you look and you, you play Joe Linton on Newcastle, even though his role is a little bit different now. I'd read he's not as attacking, uh, but there are guys down here. I mean, obviously uh, Bailey as well, but you got Almiron at 4,600. I think people aren't going to realize, or maybe they'll finally realize in the first month, uh, Newcastle are a good team. Like Newcastle are an offensive team that, uh, are, are they going to make the Champions League or anything like that? But I think from a DFS standpoint, I think they're going to score more goals than people think of them as. We saw that at the end of last year. They're a much more dynamic team, much more DFS friendly. And I'd rather take advantage of that, especially against the newly promoted side at home early before the prices start going up. Ryan, would you would you somewhat agree with that? Yeah, like 100%. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, a couple things. We've had a few of these uh, Leon Bailey, you know, chalkish days, and it, it seems to be heading that way again. I just want to say, in his entire career, in his entire career, he's never scored more than five DraftKings points, and in games he's started, I don't even think he's ever got above four, well, six. His entire Premier League DraftKings, right? Correct. We yeah. know he was a good player in, in you know, for, <laughs> right. for Leverkusen. He, he was a very good fantasy player. He's never done it in the Premier League. Now he's scored some goals in preseason. You know, he, he apparently he's earned a starting role and played well. Um, yeah, he's the type of player that, that should be good for DFS. Uh, I don't know if he's going to take any set pieces, but it really doesn't matter for 4,900. Um, yes, he's going to get subbed early. I agree there's five subs. Uh, it's going to have some type of an impact probably as the season goes. And I agree with you about Newcastle. I'm, I'm just looking. If if Almiron starts for 4,600, I mean, I don't even I don't know if it's going out on a limb here, but to me, he's just a much better play than Leon Bailey. Like less ownership, more likely to assist, probably even a higher floor. I mean, so yeah. But as far as like the dinky do, yeah, Jordan, if you make that construction with with Kulisevsky and and either Bruno or Harrison or both. I mean, no one is going to do that. You could, you could win a tournament. I think people would be surprised how easy you could win a tournament. If Kane and son, like, you know, if they don't score, if they both score 12 or something, I mean, yeah, that, that's a really good construction for tournaments. Speaking of the dinky do here, I guess I'll get into my, my analysis of this, this Tottenham match here. I think, the general view is, I mean, we look at the odds, Tottenham, a big favorite. Ryan already mentioned this is a great spot. I mean, you look at it on the surface, Southampton tend to struggle. They didn't really add anyone here over the summer. Uh, but, I mean, you look at last year's results, Southampton won 3-2 at Tottenham. Uh, prior match, 1-1, James Ward-Prowse. Pretty pretty solid games. Uh, com- for the two matches, Kane and Son combined for two goals and no assist. Basically, they didn't hit their value. Uh, it, it, at these prices. So if, the, you know, repeat happens, then, you know, you don't really need those guys. But I'm, I'm going straight down here to, to Adam Armstrong at 3,800 for the, this is the pure dinky do. Uh, if he starts for Southampton, 
I mean, Southampton, I think they scored five straight matches, six straight matches. Uh, sorry, it's going further. Maybe 10 straight, 15 straight. Just could keep going down the list. They score every time they play Tottenham. I know Conte's there. He, he got a full off season, But if Adam Armstrong starts, he's 3,800. No one's going to look at him because Tottenham are the biggest favorite. But what do you think, Jordan? Dinky do right there? Or is that I not think, your I think I think you're nuts. <laughs> I mean, I'm going like – like, you're using things of, like, well, why don't we take a look at the last time Newcastle and Nottingham Forest played? Which well, these, been, are, these are recent been results, years this is, These are the same managers. These are the same teams. This is the same Southampton team that played Oh, Tottenham so it happened season. once before. It has to happen again. I mean, come on. I'm you just saying it's mind. not a given that Tottenham are going to win 3-0. No, I'm not saying that it's a given, but I'm not saying to just say, well, whatever happened in the past two times, that's more likely to happen. No, it's it's. it's you said dinky do in tournaments. Adam Armstrong. Why do you have to go all the way down there? Dinky, dinky. I'm talking about dinky doing with like with Rodrigo and with Joe Linton or Almiron or or whoever. I mean Solanke and Watkins at, at sixty four hundred yeah. or something. Yeah, Rodrigo. Rodrigo seems like a Rodrigo is seems like a great dinky dude. Like that's who I'd look at first. Like a guy like that. Uh, Adam, t- to your point though, if 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 you're if you're thinking about fading Spurs, this is the time to do it. I mean, like you said, of course they're not guaranteed to to go off if if it you know goes the way it did last year. But just it it's their prices too. So like the, there's multiple reasons, uh, you know, to fade those two. So. But it doesn't yeah. mean to play Southampton. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't mean to do with Armstrong. I wouldn't do that. Right. I, I wouldn't Southampton do that. have scored in 15 straight matches against Tottenham. Okay. So are you going to play all their players? Are you going to play all of Southampton's players if you want every team to make sure you get the goal? Obviously, I'm not. I'm just, I'm I'm just, just saying. Like, I'm just, like, why, like, why are we paying? I don't know. Uh, why are we paying for Miguel Almiron, who scores one goal per season, who's, you know, 1K more than, than Adam Armstrong? I mean, okay. I know he's I just, favored, but he's a yeah. guy who's going to get 60 minutes. So, Okay, look, I see your point. Okay, Almiron, yeah, one goal in 30 last season. I get it, but I don't know. Uh, Newcastle is going to have all of the ball and all of the chances. Southampton probably, you know, won't have many. I don't know. I mean, you can play Armstrong if you want, but, you know, there's not like there's not many spots a year to, you know, play a guy like Almiron. These are the ones. So, like, I'm not going to take a, a wild shot on Adam Armstrong to, like, hopefully score on Southampton's one counterattack. To back up Adam. I'm looking at the Roto, the fact that I'm backing him up. Okay. I just, I have to be objective on both sides. Looking at the Roto Wire cheat sheet, which obviously you could you could get if you're a Roto Wire subscriber, it's so cheap. I do not understand why you wouldn't. It should be way more. The the, the amount of stats that and formatted like you literally just need the cheat sheet, and it has all the stats. Now, obviously, in the first game of the season, you get you don't get all the like the the season long stats in there, but you could go mm-hmm. back and go with the game logs and every. I mean, like you could look through all of this on like who scored or so score everything. It will take you forever it's on eight Jeez. million screens you want everything on one screen on rotowire it's like it's like pen if you could find the change in your couch and no one uses cash anymore but you'll still be able to find the change in your couch i mean it should be four times as much money. i it, it, it i'll pay for it forever i mean i still the fact i'm on the show and i still pay for it andrew was supposed to take care of that and i still pay for it and <laughs> i don't too. mind <laughs> yeah i mean i couldn't i couldn't agree more i mean I pretty much never use anything besides Rotowire for soccer. I mean, it's really like pretty much all you need, and it's very cheap. Let me make the point then to back up Adam. Everyone's looking at him like he's nuts. Adam Armstrong. How do you play Adam Armstrong? Same first name. For the biggest underdog. According to the cheat sheet, he's plus 390 to score. Plus 390, that's 20%. Okay. Podence. And Neto are plus 430 to score. Now, of course, Neto and Podence have higher, like, peripheral floors, right? Adam Armstrong doesn't. Bruno Gamaris, plus 380 to score. Of course, much higher peripheral floor, 
but just from a goal scoring perspective, like it's not, not Jack Harrison is plus four seventy. But of course, yeah. Jack Harrison could put up fifteen points without a goal. Like that, that's really when you're playing Adam Armstrong, you're playing specifically for a goal, and that's the only way he gets there. The difference between him and other guys that you could play is that they could get seven, eight points. They could get they could get other there are other ways for them to get to ten. Armstrong is kind of like Tottenham is gonna have most of the possessions. So it's like Armstrong's gonna probably even get two fouls committed. He's going to end up with a Cavani if he scores with a ten and a yeah. half points or something. So yeah, I, but, I think I, was, I think I was a little harsh actually. That that price tag is really cheap. You know, <laughs> I think I was a little harsh, Adam. I'm not just saying that because the midfielders for that price tag there are none basically. You know, maybe one or two. There are no cheap forwards. So Armstrong could even probably make the optimal lineup with like an assist and eight points, nine points. You wouldn't even need the guy who scored because he won't be owned. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, that's a good price tag to take a shot on something like that. Before we get to midfielders, uh, we haven't really mentioned Patrick Bamford here, sitting at 6,200, fourth best odds to score. Uh, he's back. Uh, he's apparently 100%. He was never 100% last season. I mean, two seasons ago, he was awesome for Leeds and just a guy here that, that kind of stands out uh, just to me personally here on this slate at 6,200. But as you scroll through the list, you can see that DraftKings actually changed some positions up and you see guys like Joel Enton are now forward ed- eligible. And I think Ali Watkins now is midfield eligible, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, something, if uh, you haven't looked through things, something to, to keep in mind when putting together lineups, but you guys have anything else for forwards here? All I know um, is that Bamford, at some, I'm going to roster Bamford at some point in this the first uh, six weeks of the season, and he's going to get injured twelve minutes in. <laughs> yeah, probably. When, whenever, when, when he get, when he when he doesn't do well, and he ends up leads leads are a big favorite for some odd reason, and they price Bamford at forty two hundred, like that Chris Wood Ashley Barnes type of price, where it's like, well, forward sucks, so let me punt there with Bamford. He ends up being like forty seven percent owned and comes off in the twelfth minute with some ankle injury or something. I will say that now that. After one season, he's labeled as injury prone. You just look at two seasons ago, he played in every match and had 17 goals and seven assists. He started 37 matches. So two seasons ago, wasn't injury prone. Now he's injury prone because, you know, he had a bunch of issues last season. So we'll see how the season goes. But uh, midfielders. So Richarlison's out, and I think that's pretty big for Kuliszewski because those guys don't have to split time in this match. Richarlison is suspended. So I think that's pretty relevant, and it helps the case of Kuliszewski. But, of course, we can't uh, not mention James Ward-Prowse here, 8,500 at Tottenham. I guess he's the play. If you take the Adam Armstrong route, maybe he's the guy that you stack with uh, uh, James Ward-Prowse and Adam Armstrong together. You could take that did he, route. Did, well, hold on, Adam. Did, did Ward-Prowse score a goal in the past two games against Tottenham? Uh, he had two assists and had 31 points, and then he had a goal and, and 17 points in the prior lock one. Lock him so in. If it happened the past in. two times, has to happen again. I mean, to be fair, that happens like every game for Ward-Prowse. So, I, you know. Okay. I don't think he's a cash play. I mean, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not touching him at 8,500 as the biggest underdog, but, I mean, he's a set-piece taker. They're going to be probably pr- playing from behind, which means more crosses. And they get a penalty, he takes the penalty. I mean, like, I don't think it's nuts to play him in GPP on, on this slate, especially if you're fading Tottenham. Like, No, I don't think it's nuts to play him in GPP either. I mean, he's amazing at free kicks. He scored a ton of them last year, and he takes penalties. There's also not a crazy amount of opportunity cost. I mean, if if uh, Kulisevsky and Harrison don't do it, I mean, there's there's not that much else in that range. Um, well, Bruno, you got and, Bruno Gamaras there. Oh, sorry, Bruno. Yeah, you know, dude, and that's that's like me forgetting about Bruno. That's what's you know going to happen on Saturday with me and everyone else, and people aren't going to play him. So, if he Bruno's- scores, <laughs> his goals yeah. are just like the most random things. Just he, he's a he's a good and- player. He was great last season, and and Newcastle, you know, have been really good. So. It, it's not going to shock me when he scores. He's in the box all the time. Uh, Adam, though, this Ad- Adam Armstrong play, just to touch on it once more, I would not pair him with Ward-Prowse. Okay. That is that is not too much. To do, I don't think. Yeah, the, the, they 
I don't really think he they assist to each other. I mean, Ward yeah. Prowse's assists come from mostly set pieces. And yeah, it's like two different games. If you like if you roster Armstrong and Ward Prowse, how are you gonna get the yeah, you know, it's tough to get the floor from Ward Prowse and the goal from Armstrong. I don't know. Um but yeah, anyways, go on yeah, about higher up in midfield. You guys mentioned Bruno. Seventy nine hundred is just an incredible amount for really a guy who just seemed to score random goals last season. And he's more, he seems like a John McGinn, but he's not going to be taking set pieces and he's, you know, 7,900 seems like a lot. We got potence right there. 8,000. I think people will have to make a decision between Harrison and Brendan Aronson. Aronson that's 7,500, 7,200 could split set pieces for leads. Um, so, I guess Ryan Frazier right here, 6,900. So who stands out to you guys right here? Does anyone really stand out uh, to actually spend up on these midfielders right here? It depends on what type of construction. If you're playing Sun and Kane in your lineup, you ain't you looking can't. at these guys. Like, mm-hmm. you ain't fitting these guys in. I'd, I'd, I think the, the safest, the highest floor is Jack Harrison. With Rafinha gone and Dallas out and Phillips gone, like – I have to expect Harrison. I mean, he's at least going to have half the set pieces. He do may guys, have a monopoly of them. Sorry, Ryan mentioned this in an article, but do you guys like him that much more than Brendan Aronson? Because it seems like they're going to split set pieces. Aronson took corners in in previous preseason games. He had three assists in the game. Uh, what what makes Harrison better than Aronson? Just because we we know what he plays like in, in the league, kind of a thing. Yeah, and we also know that more likely in this lineup that Harrison plays ninety minutes. Okay. Right, I would have to think. I mean, there's there's no there's there's no certainty in this range anyway. I mean, it's not like, oh, you got to plug in Harrison. It's just that I feel more comfortable with with Harrison in comparison. I I, I wish I wish Perisic was going to play on tomorrow because eighty two hundred for a wing back. Just I just I just wanted to see how owned he would be because it would be one of those things where it's so egregious that I almost want to play him for two percent ownership. Yep. Uh, or or maybe people wouldn't realize that that he's essentially a, a wing That's back the now. annoying part because I always I have thoughts to do that quite a bit, and then you always come back to well, enough people won't realize, and they'll just and they'll just play him anyway. So like, will, what am I really if, doing? If he starts, he's going to get fifty five or sixty minutes. So right, just letting yeah, people know. Uh, sixty minutes starts. for a wing, a Tottenham wing back at eighty two hundred, not even in a defender spot. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, but it doesn't look like he's going to start anyway. So it, whatever happens, happens. I, I'm not, I don't feel like to me, the midfield spot, I don't feel comfortable with, with any, like the defender. I feel comfortable, right? Forward. I'm used to not feeling comfortable, right? I'm, I'm used to playing. Okay. Forward is kind of like, I got a punt here. I got to pay up just to have someone, but it's quite possible. None of these guys score enough. I mean, it's still, it's still, it's, it's quite possible. No, the, no, the midfielders are who randomly gets goals. That's who wins the GPP. I feel that the range that I feel more comfortable with, oddly enough, is like the 5K range. I feel like guys like John McGinn and Ryan Christie have almost as much of a floor as the 7K guys anyway. They have less of a ceiling. And I don't want to have to go down even further you you missed him. You missed uh, uh, Ryan. You missed him in your article. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Forty two hundred, Joe Matinho. Yeah. Right. I, I, but I mean, uh, what's the worst case? I mean, the thing, the problem with with Wolves is that sometimes they move their set pieces around. But in the end of last year, Matinho was on most, pretty much all of them. Aitnery wasn't he, taking as many. He was Nat- actually splitting with NATO. With NATO, okay. With depending on if NATO's in the game. Yeah. But it felt like if the position is bad as it is, I'd ra- I'd be more likely to pay down. So like looking at Matinho and and uh, and Christie and McGinn, like I feel like if I could put two of those in my midfield spots, I could pay up three times at defender and pay up at goalkeeper for Lloris. And maybe I don't it, maybe I don't even bother with any of these like higher priced mid- Aronson or. Or 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 Harrison or just I just don't even bother. If I had to choose, probably Harrison. But Adam, you do make the point of like the only reason. What's the difference between Harrison and Aronson, other than the fact that that 
obviously we haven't seen Aronson in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And also, we yeah. also haven't seen Jesse Marsh in the Premier League. Yeah, right? well, so like um, for a couple league, months. For maybe a month, I guess. Right, but I'm just saying it's not like, especially Leeds. Leeds last year always played weird, That the this weird system, this like, this stacked, like it wasn't, it's like a four, two, 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 two. It's like two, 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 like wing backs, no, it, the fullbacks it, weren't really fullbacks. It was three, 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 one. That's what they played. Okay. Yeah. It was some, <laughs> it's, it's, they moved around. Stuart Dallas, you never knew where he was playing. It didn't, it depended on where the sofa score put him in the lineup. Didn't mean anything. So it's like, <laughs> if that's going to change, like we're, we're not even sure of what Leeds is going to do. I'm not a big fan of playing teams against Wolves personally. Typically, they limit fantasy production. It's it's not a different Wolves team. It's pretty much the same Wolves team from last year. <coughs> so, like by default, Harrison is the choice. But truthfully, I I I'd rather play defenders on this slate. So, like if I find a way, like these five K, four K midfielders. I'm just not sure if any midfield I, for GPP. I love these guys for GPP, the seven K range Kulachevsky and Bruno and Harrison and Aronson I'll, up up Frazier, you know, even Coutinho in a midfield spot. I, I, I love this range for GPPs, but I'm just not sure if the floor to pay like 50% more for what an extra two points of, I mean, how much higher floor does, do they have over McGinn or Christie or even, even Matinho? Yeah. Um, just to touch on the, the Aronson Harrison thing. So, so Adam, when you, you, you confer Aronson was taking some set pieces in the preseason. Yeah. He had, he had three assists in their last friendly against Cagliari, I believe. And at least one of those was off a corner. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when I wrote my article, I, I hadn't checked Leeds preseason sets. So I Luckily, was guessing. Luckily, the editor fixed that for you. So okay, nice. I, I was guessing on who was <laughs> who was going to take them, but you know, if I'm if I'm going in assuming that it's a split between Aronson and Harrison, yeah, like I, I don't like Harrison better. I, I would say they're equal. I think Aris, Aronson is probably a better player than Harrison, and his, his his future prospects are probably better for this season going forward. I don't know if that's going to be the case now. Um, but yeah, if they're splitting sets, you know, they're, they're about equal to take, take your pick really. That also um, takes out that if Aronson's taking splitting over that, that side, that like Mark Roca, Mark Roca's not right. Right. That, that, that would mean Mark Roca's not. Um, and yeah, it, it, uh, I could see wolves, you know, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising at all to see like if, if wolves controlled this game, like away from home and just looked like the better team with all these new guys on leads, yeah, I mean that that it's like the spine of their team they don't even have anymore with with Calvin Phillips in the middle with Dallas in there, Rafinha, you know, uh, you could see them struggling. Um so yeah, I'm not like going crazy to roster them. Um but yeah, I agree with Jordan. Not not much jumps out. I think those 7k guys are great GPP plays and Kulisevsky as well. And then, yeah, sorry for not mentioning Matinho. I mean, you can just, you can tell right there that I don't play cash at all. I wrote an article on Matinho, like it never even came into my head to look at how much John Matinho was or, or, or uh, if I should, I just totally forgot. Yeah. To that leads point, I do want to say that even though there isn't cohesion, like they, they've been, they've looked okay in preseason. Obviously that is many everything, but also Calvin Phillips played in, 20 matches last season because he was injured so often. So while he was one of their best players, they still have, you know, half a season of him not. Playing. Yeah. Most of so, those games he didn't play. And it feels like they gave up like four or five goals and deals. got fired. <laughs> well, that was, that was a Bielsa thing where things just went off the rails a little bit, but I was, I was, even if there's no set pieces for Roca at 3,200, like that's the Calvin Phillips range here. And I mean, yeah, you got, if people are going to play Calvin Phillips in a 10 game slate at the end of last season, are they going to play Mark Roca at the same price in a four game slate? I mean, I'm trying to decide, to be honest, if, if I'm going to play Mark Roca, like, I'm just going to say like, he's a, without any sets, it's probably a bad play. Like most of the time he's going to score you two or three, probably. But 
But like there's some unknowns, you know, don't know how the game's going to go. It's very cheap. And if he scores you seven or eight, you can win a tournament with that just because it lets you get to different constructions. So, I mean, Roka could score you five or six. And if both your defenders are the highest scoring defenders and you have, I don't know, Kane and Kulisevsky, like that type of construction can win a tournament with a Mark Roka, you know, if, if there's not any good punts in that range and he's the only one. Um, but like a lot of times and probably more often than not, it's probably going to be a losing play. Like when he scores you two or yeah. three and, and your other line in the rest of your lineup, like doesn't hit ceilings. Like that's how you lose a lot of times. So it, it's tough. What Before, about Ryan Chris? What about Ryan Christie? Like I'm looking at like, yeah. if, if I had a choice, I like Christie and McGinn more than playing Matino at all. Like I, like if, if I'm playing like really? Bailey in my second forward spot, do you like Sun. McGinn with no sets, though? It's 53. I mean, okay, let's not. But how about, how about Ryan? How about Bourne? Because Bournemouth, Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest are obviously uh, recently promoted. We haven't really talked much about either of them. Like, Christie's going to take at least half of the set pieces. He's playing forward on the wing. He's 5,200. Like he's minus, he's plus three twenty to score, which isn't that bad for that type of price. Better than Adam Armstrong. Like, why not yeah. him? They're playing at home at Bournemouth. Yeah, like- yeah. okay, uh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are going to think that, and and maybe it's correct. I just, I guess, I just thought initially that he didn't have quite enough upside. I mean, he he didn't, he scored three goals last year in 38 games in the champions league. Doesn't shoot that much, get subbed. Like, I think you need him to assist or score. Yeah, Can he has the it? second yeah, best goal scoring odds on the, on the, his team to go. Yeah, okay, further you here. can play him. You, 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 you can play him. I just, I don't love it. There's one other thing though, now that we're on Bournemouth. Okay. And talking about the sets and stuff they signed earlier this week. They signed James Tavernier, or I'm sorry, Marcus Tavernier. They signed Marcus Tavernier from Rangers. He took Rangers penalties last year. He took almost all of Rangers sets. He scored with free kicks. He took the corners. Unfortunately, they have him listed as midfielder. And I don't know if he's going to start, but if, if he's, he probably, he might not start. He probably won't start, but if he's on the bench, he's coming on. And when he comes on, I, I mean, if I had to bet, I'd say he takes set pieces over Anthony and Christie. I mean, so, so maybe he'll split with one of them. Not that that matters really if he doesn't start, but, but it might a little, I don't know. Yeah. Ryan Christie's fine, Jordan. I don't know. I'm just not like excited about it. I just want to continue this Bournemouth conversation because it's a must, uh, you know, eight game slate Bournemouth got to talk about him, but Philip Billing. Yes, you got him. I was, I was, you, you read my mind. 4,300. Huddersfield, Philip Billing. If I'm getting Huddersfield, Philip Billing, all I know is that and he will score a goal whenever he's 2% owned and like and there, for no apparent reason. And uh, anytime that happens, I play him the week after and he scores a point and a half. I want, I just want to say like when we saw him last in the premier league, it felt like he was mostly a defensive midfielder. He played as an attacking midfielder. A lot of times last season, he had 10 goals. He had 10 assists and he's 1100 cheaper than Christie is. And there's no set pieces obviously, but there you go. Give, no, me that's a good Christie, call. give me the Billing Christie Solanke stack. Good call, Adam. Uh, I'll, I'll be playing Billing for sure. Billing is a good GPP option. Absolutely. One more promoted guy. Well, not promoted guy, but Jesse Lingard. Is there any thought to playing him in this matchup? Uh, yeah, there's thought. I think he like could be okay, but I think he'll get some ownership. Um, probably set, not for me, but set, it makes sense. It makes sense. What's the set piece situation or not in Forest? Is it like yeah, a, that's what hold that's back? What I, I mean, it seems like it just like it's all it's like could be multiple guys. Yeah, I think Jack Colback will take the left-footed ones. Um, maybe Lingard. Like, could could, could take Brennan the Johnson? Could yeah, maybe one. Brennan Johnson. He's a good player too. I mean, I think Joe Lolly takes them, but he he's not in the projected starters. Yeah, and I mean. I was thinking about that too. They, they probably won't have that many. So I, I didn't worry about it too much. I'm kind of just not worried about it. I mean, if you're playing a Nottingham forest guy, I don't think you're playing him to get like a 10 point floor, at least this week. So I just wouldn't worry about it. 
All right, so midfielders, that's done. I think. Oh, I got one more. I got one more. Actually, I just saw. I just saw. Um, It's not for this week, but since we were talking about Southampton, I guess it could be this week for somebody, but it won't be for me. Uh, Southampton did almost no business this summer. You know, a lot of people picked them to get relegated, but they made a great signing in Joe Aribo. He's 4,600 midfielder. I've seen him projected to like start as, as the second forward even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to play him against Tottenham, but I think they signed him for 10 or 12 million or something. And I, I think he's better than that. Like I wouldn't have hated if even Arsenal signed him, I, I think like he has that much potential. He was great last year for Rangers. Um, he's got goals in him. So yeah, consider uh, a rebo on other slates with Southampton going forward. Yeah. Uh, if, if you've been keeping up with Southampton preseason, they posted a clip of him like dribbling through like 10 people or something in one of their friendlies. I don't know who it was against, but uh yeah, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was I a saw clip that, that yeah, made he's, his he's really talented, can score all different types of goals. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, so Defender, I think, is just, this is a pure Ryan Belongi slate. I mean, on, on original build, it's just like, you're probably going to plug three Defenders in, you you got to have the two top guys here. We're gonna get we're gonna get to Trippier here. We got Lucas Dina. We'll see about Matt Target. He's up there, fifty six hundred. Those are the three guys really because Aiton O'Ree no longer on on set pieces or that's that's the guess. But you got to think. So Ryan, you talked about you know your core plays last week. Is you think Trippier and, and Dina or Target? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I sorry, big big mistake by me. I, uh, Bournemouth signed, Bournemouth signed the other Tavernier. I was right. They, they didn't sign James Tavernier. They signed Marcus Tavernier from Middlesbrough who took the sets for Middlesbrough last year and who probably will take <laughs> sets, but this isn't James Tavernier from Rangers. Um, okay, we had I, I was just, that. I'm just, I was just looking into it. I was like, Something didn't seem right. It didn't so, yeah. seem right Forget to me either. You were talking about. about. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I was like, wait. Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, he, it's his uh, Marcus Tavernier. He still took 144 corners last season for Middlesbrough. So there you go. Right. I mean, sorry. It's it's the set piece guy. You know, he took all of Middlesbrough's corners last year, and like, will take some uh for Bournemouth so similar kind of thing just wrong Tavernier my bad but 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 Ryan for defense can you tell me any compelling reason why I don't just plug in Trippier Target and Dean if I line up and just move on no not really like the only thing is are you guys that sold on Target yeah what are you kidding me why why do we love Target so much well okay I'm glad you say that because why is Trippier so much better? There's really only one reason, and Trippier will take a couple shots. They, you know, people might disagree with me on this. I don't think they're much different from open play. 
like at all really. Um, so yeah, Trippier might take a couple shots. Um, but like if, if they were the same price, then sure. But that 1100 might be important. What, what am um, I missing here? Trippier is going to be taking set pieces. That's the difference. Target too. Target also. They're splitting. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, targets left footed. Like they're, they're just, they're going to split all year. They, they just have to basically. So you guys are more on target. No, I want both of them. I want all of them. I want all. I want. I want my cake and eat it too. I want all. Why not? Just play. I I prefer target at fifty six hundred to Ryan Christie at fifty two. I mean, like, like these defenders are the DraftKings does not price the defenders properly. They have never priced the defenders properly. That these guys. I mean, with the clean sheet equity. Like why would why wouldn't I be to me? It seems almost obvious. If I could fit all three in, I'm fitting all three in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. And like, there's, yeah, there's not like a, there's not someone that I want to play instead of them. Like, there's no one in the four K range or the three K range that I think is like good enough value to to not play them. I guess for for cash games, yeah, I think like those three stand out. You you just you just play them. They're better than the five K midfielders in that range. Uh, assuming. Wolves play with three center backs and Johnny's on the wing. Yeah. You don't like Johnny at 4,400? I think, yeah, the, the price. I think that price is okay for tournaments for sure. Okay. I think he's, yeah. I think, I think Johnny's okay. I mean, he's okay. Yeah. But it's just like he does not have, he does not have the floor that those three other defenders, I mean, th- those other defenders have 10 point floors. So, yeah, Johnny is more for the goal or an assist. And like you said, if they play uh, with wing backs, so that, that's big for, for Johnny's viability. I guess um, we have to have a con- conversation about the Tottenham wingbacks here. Are you guys considering playing, playing them? It seems like no matter who starts, they're going to ge- be getting 60 minutes because uh, that, that just because they have, they have, uh, think, they're too no, deep. Yeah, I, I, it's crazy. I think no matter who, whoever starts, I think there's two backups that are going to be on the bench. I mean, on the right side, they have Doherty, Royale and they just signed Jed Spence on the left side. They have Perisic, Reguillon, Sessignon. I mean, I can't imagine playing a Spurs wing back now, you know, like that being said, if, the, if those guys weren't on the bench and you thought like Doherty or, or any of them, any of them, we're going to get 90 minutes. Like if you told me any of these Spurs wing backs, we're going to get 90 minutes. I would maybe want to play them over these set piece guys like the, it, it's a good spot and they have a lot of goal and assist equity but like as it stands who that's tough when they're going to play like about 55 minutes so it's one of those weird spots where when when the guy like might be the best play if he would play 90 minutes but you're almost not even considering him because of the bench yeah that, that's a tough one tough one for me but I'll, I'll probably not go there ryan i have a question about leads defenders Stroke, we, if, I mean, Stroke and Christensen are not fullbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as like uh, their natural position, do we just like are? I just want to highlight the fact, and if you agree with me, that people look at Sofa Score, they look at the formations and go, "Oh, look, f- cheap full," because people look for cheap fullbacks. Like Stroke and Christensen are not those types of. Fullbacks. Why isn't Christensen a fullback? I mean, he'll play as a fullback. He he is a right back, though. That's that's where he played at uh, his prior club. Is he an attacking fullback? I'm talking. Yeah, Adam Smith is a fullback, also. But does that make him a real fullback? I mean, that's what I'm talking. Well, about. I see what you're saying. No, yeah, Jordan. Um, yeah, no, we we don't want to roster like like Strike for sure. Strike is a center back that they're sitting there, you know, putting there because they have to. You know, people we we've tried people try to roster him in these spots last year, and he was twenty five hundred three k or whatever. So no, uh, Christian Christensen, yeah, he's just too expensive. I mean, he is more of a right back. Like he gets up and down the wing, he crosses, but but he's not like super attacking. And yeah, you no, I mean, he's not even in consideration. So so yeah, that that that's a good point. And then Colback may be playing as a wing back for Nottingham Forest, but he's midfield eligible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
maybe he'll, he'll get like four or five points. Maybe there, there seems to be no upside there. He would have to get the assist from the corner. Uh, who are we going here? Is there any, is there any reason for a punt defender? I mean, this is a slate where you just pay up for defender. So is there any reason to go down here? Uh, I guess before we get into this, I want to say Jordan that Shane Duffy is now on Fulham. He just got loaned to Fulham today. So uh, that'll be something we have to talk about on future slates. No, I, I got the cheap one for you. Okay. Okay. You say you say, you say it's Southampton five, Tottenham zero, right? You say <laughs> you're going to roster James Ward-Prowse. Why not Jan Bidnarik? Brace, not even a goal, a brace. Corner kick brace, two, two assists from Ward-Prowse. Why not? Uh, you're taking this bit way too far. <laughs> it's a good bit. Uh, you're the one that started it early last year. You started doubting center backs. So why not continue? We got Tyrone Mings at 2,800. Willie Bowley, 2,700. Anyone, anyone uh, taste Oh, the Matinho Bowley stack. Oh, that sounds appealing. Diego Urente, 2,900, home favorite. I mean, there you I mean, go. Do, do you want me to, like, throw a guy out there? Like, if I had, if I, like, had throw, to. Throw a guy out here. What do think, you got? You know, like, if you had to. Say this it. Jordan, this, this Jordan Zamora is a decent player for Bournemouth, like a decent prospect. He scored three goals last year. They use fullbacks. So, like, he will be up there. Um, you know, he'll probably score a couple goals this season. You know, it's that Johnny position. It's that, you know, the, the, the wingback position. So I'm probably not going to do it, but it doesn't seem like the worst thing. He's not that cheap. He's 3,900. Yeah. He's not, he's not that cheap, right? He's not a $2,600 guy. It's like a, you know, sort of like a, a winger playing at home. So like, you know, they, they have goal assist equity. I already, I could already sense my 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 GPP lineup rounding out. It's going to be Travers and goal Zamora, Zamora Solanke, Billing, Christie. Why not hold my Borbit stack? Why not just play five of them? I think I think out of all the teams on the slate, that uh, compared to their ownership, that I would want to play three guys from. To me, Bournemouth is the, like Newcastle one. Like I think Tottenham, it's like. Everything goes through Sun and Kane. Like everything either goes through Sun and Kane or everything is correlated with Sun or Kane. So like even if you are playing other guys, like most likely one of the other two got the assist or the goal on anything like that. So to me, if you're playing Tottenham, you're probably playing at least one of Sun or Kane. But uh I think people may pair Target and Trippier with Callum Wilson. Only because I think the Newcastle fullbacks will be popular. And I think Dean paired with like Ollie Watkins because Dean is going to be popular. Uh, but like imagine playing like, like leads a combination of, I mean, I don't know who you play a defender, but like, that's why I look and I go compared to all of this. It's like, I like, I don't see anyone on board with getting that much owner. I mean, it's not like they're going to be unowned, but they're playing at home. Like, it's it's not that Aston Villa is not that big of a favorite. I, I mean, right. like, what, what what's what's the line on this game? I mean, uh, Aston Villa is yeah. I mean, like what, one point five one to one point oh nine. I mean, it's not it's not it's yeah. They're an away favorite by a, a little bit. Like, right, so we're on I the same page, Jordan. Okay, I, I just it just feels weird to me because I go through all these Bournemouth players and going, well, I don't see many people playing any of them. Like just like I don't see any of these players on Bournemouth getting more than 10% ownership. Yeah, I, I guess I, I never even mentioned it when we were at forward, but I have interest in playing Solanke and Anthony for tournaments. Yeah, definitely. I, I love the home spot for these for these uh, promoted teams. You see it all the time. They, they, they should come out flying. I mean, uh, Solanke scored a ton of goals last year. Uh, he just signed a... a new contract extension a couple days ago. You know, a lot of people remember him for his, his failed career at Liverpool. Uh, but you know, he, he was young then. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, it's not going to shock me at all. If Bournemouth scored two goals at, at home against Villa in this spot. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind stacking this game. I mean, to me, why not? Cause I, I like the prices on the Villa side. So like, you're going to have Dean as a run back. 
Right. No, well, you could have Dean and Watkins, Dean yeah. and McGinn. Dean, I mean, like you could you could play five guys from like if I was going to play any game as a whole, I like the Bournemouth Aston Villa game. Like I prefer Newcastle. Like my my top team as far as GPPs on the slate is Newcastle, but I just don't like really anyone on Nottingham Forest. And I think the the picking off ones and twosies from Leeds, I like. I'm not a big fan of this game. I I, I think. From a probabilistic standpoint, I think the lowest scoring game is Leeds Wolves. And from a highest scoring perspective, I think Tottenham won, Newcastle two, but that's reflected obviously in the odds. But from a game perspective, I think, you know, Bournemouth Aston Villa could be three to two. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Just to further this point, Aston Villa last season opened at Watford. They lost three, two. So there you go. Oh, because it happened last year. Oh. But there Did you Adam go. Armstrong no. score in that game too? Did they come across the? Come I'm just saying it's possible. People are going to look at this and be like, Aston Villa, they're better than Bournemouth, so they're going to win two nil. I'm just saying it's possible. I'm, I'm with you. The people I'm with you. reasoning. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, there's just there's again, just I got to go back to this just real quick. So, <laughs> Marcus Tavernier and James Tavernier, they're brothers. They look the same. <laughs> they both take almost a monopoly of set pieces for their respective teams. So okay, now we know. It is is it does uh, DraftKings have a slate with the Scottish Premier League in it? Yeah, like we we always roster the Rangers guy in Europa League. I mean, like all the time. So, so, you're, so I, I just want to see if there's going to be a slate where both brothers are going to be on the slate at the same time. Uh yeah, no, that would be hard. I don't think Bournemouth will have any international yeah, matches. Probably not. Uh, so goalkeeper here, let's get to it. Hugo Reese and Nick Pope slash Dubrovka have about the same odds for a clean sheet, just over 40%. Do you guys want to spend on them? Do you want to spend up at goalkeeper on this slate? I mean, yeah, I would, I want to, I, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if I can. I mean, I, I wrote in the article, if, if, if you're fading some of Spurs, it'd be okay to spend the money there, but you still might, might not even be able to, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. It depends. Is, is there any value? Is there enough value that you like? Um, I don't know. What do you think, Jordan? Uh, the fact that the clean sheet percentages for Tottenham and Newcastle are quite close, even though Tottenham has better win chances. Yeah. I was somewhat like, surprised to see that. Right. I'm not, I'm not opposed if you don't have the money. Cause a lot of times on a lot of these slates where it's like, where the, the the top price goalkeeper is heavily more favored than even the second price goalkeeper. And I'm like, well, there's no point in playing for Pope. Just find the 300 and get Lloris. I think on this slate, if you don't have the 300, I think Pope is fine. I prefer, obviously the win odds are worth the extra 300. So I'd rather get to Lloris. But I think that either you're paying up for Lloris or Pope, or you're probably either playing like Jose Sa at 4,600 or Travers. At front, you, you, typically, if you're going to pay down, the cheapest home goalkeeper is never a bad shot in a, in a, in, a, in soccer where home field advantage matters a little bit more than most other sports. Yep. Yeah, just fill out your Bournemouth stack. You got Travers right there, so pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's Those are the guys I'm going to be playing. I also want to highlight uh, another thing. If you want – if you're playing small field contests – this is more of a small field strategy or cash games. Let's I, say, for instance, you're not going to play Sun in, in cash. I think it's more important to play Lloris. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've highlighted this before about like Sun, the goal scoring of a team is correlated to the goalkeeper's points as far as a win and a clean sheet is concerned. So like if Lloris gets 10 or 12 points and the teams that have Sun and Kane in it, most likely can't have Lurie. I mean, like, it's hard to pay up a goalkeeper when you're paying, like, tw- nearly half your salary on two players. Uh, so, like, from a blocking standpoint. So, if you're going to, cho- like, if I choose to not play Sun in my lineup, I am I would definitely, in cash, I would not play, I would play Larice Because if Sun scores, it's more likely that Larice gets 12 points also. And that kind of, like, cancels each other out. But if I have Sun in my lineup, then I don't feel as comp- I don't care about the correlation in cash games or small field stuff as much. So 
if you're not going to play Son or Kane, it's not a matter of Tottenham losing. That's like that's why the whole point with Adam Armstrong before is like, well, if you're not going to play anyone on Tottenham, it doesn't mean that Southampton win. It just means that Tottenham win one nothing on a goal from a substitute or something that it doesn't go through Son or Kane. So Lloris could still have 10, 12, 14 points anyway. So don't necessarily just avoid the situation. Don't be oh, if I'm not playing Tottenham, I can't play any players. It's like Lloris could still be the highest, the highest scoring goalkeeper on the slate. Yeah, definitely. Good, good points. All right, you guys got anything else? We talked about a lot here. We talked about a lot about the Tavernier brothers. Uh, we talked a lot about Southampton. We talked a lot about Bournemouth. <laughs> you guys have anything else? Uh, I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah. I got one thing actually. Guy that we didn't mention that might that could win you a tournament. Jordan briefly mentioned that uh, Newcastle were his favorite team for GPPs. They might be mine too. And uh, Alan St. Max for 7K is really not going to have the amount of ownership that a 7K forward should have for, for a home matchup against Nottingham Forest. So uh, yeah, I'll have some of him. That That's a spot that could, that could win it for you. Here's my bold call just for you, Adam. It's going to be a James Ward-Prowse corner. It's going to be a near-post flick by uh, Jan Bignarek. I thought this was going to be a real bold call. This is a fake bold call. Of course it's a fake bold call. I don't have real bold calls. You did once last season. I don't remember what it was, but it, it was something. But I'm waiting for the Adam Armstrong to Jan Bignarek goal. Like that, that, That's going to just put everyone on top. <laughs> All right. Uh... I don't got anything else. I already, I already gave my Adam Armstrong. So, all right, guys, thanks for watching, like, and subscribe, YouTube, Twitter, podcast form, rotowire.com slash soccer trial, free 10 day trial. As Jordan mentioned before, use this cheat sheet, use our stats, even though the stats aren't on this cheat sheet, because this is the first week of the season, you can click right here. You can, you can see the goal odds. You just click on a player. You can see what they did last season, what they did five seasons ago. Uh, you got the game log right here. Scroll through. You just got to click DraftKings. You can see their points right there. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. As Jordan said, it, it takes you days. The team pages are the best because the team pages will show you all the logs of all the games and like what positions they were in, whether what stats, what if they took corners, crosses. It'll give you all that information on the team, the, the team pages. So even if you're playing like an interleague slate and it's like, well, I don't really know the Bundesliga. It's like, well, you can just go to rotowire.com and go, let me take a look at the team. There you go. All that good stuff. You can look around. You see these drop downs. I made a video a little bit ago just showing all the stuff we have here. But thanks for joining me. Jordan Cooper at Blender HD. Ryan Belangi at Ryan Belangi. Good luck to everyone for Saturday's slate at DraftKings. We will see everyone next week. And I guess I am Rotos Drake. I forgot to uh, mention my first name is Adam, as in Adam Armstrong. So there you go. Good luck, everyone. Thanks, guys. <laughs>